Hey everybody, this is AJ, the Media and Creative Director for Lifehouse Church. We are so glad you are checking out our most recent message, and we hope it encourages you, challenges you, and most of all, inspires you to go show the world they are loved and highly valued. Enjoy the message. Um, so, a couple of weeks ago, I started reading a book, and this was a book all about the way we... we um, we think and the way we think about ourselves and the way we trick ourselves in our minds and all these different things and how much how we think affects the environment that we're in. And um, the very first thing that I wanted you to do after you got done with the first chapter was take a thought assessment is what it said. And so what this thought assessment was, was throughout your day, literally write down all your thoughts, which is very difficult to do. Um, so I took my notes app and just started in the morning and started trying to write all my thoughts down. I, I, I made it like two hours before I was just done with that. I was too busy and the thoughts were wonderful. Um, but these thoughts, as you start to truly write down the things that enter into your head, you would be shocked the things that you say in general, but say to yourself. And so I've decided this morning to share my thoughts with you. I need you to understand that was not their intent when I wrote them down. <laughs> um, and my wife is thinking, I hope he censors his thoughts. Um, so, uh, okay, I'm just gonna run through them. So those of you that don't know, I said I run a family entertainment center. Things are very difficult right now. I'm doing a whole lot of jobs. I'm short a whole lot of people. And so I decided the best way to take a category of my thoughts here was to do it when I was at work. Um, so yeah, here we go. Um, today is going to be a beatdown. Uh, the kitchen's going to be rough because I was off for two days. Why isn't the company trying harder to retain folks? I wrote folks. I don't know why. Um, Alex will probably forget about getting me a raise. I hope he does not watch me preach. <laughs> um, all right. I got to get my day together. Ugh, it's going to be a very long day. Uh, I definitely messed around a bit this morning and could have had more done by now. Okay, I can do this. I said to bust it out in the kitchen, and I got it. A uh, way to set yourself up for success, dumb me. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Pastor Drew is regretting that de decision. Uh, by the way, if you've never been here before and you would like real preaching, he will be back next week. Um, I, I don't think people appreciate or understand how hard I'm working. Um, maybe things are awful here because I'm awful. Maybe this leadership thing just isn't my thing. Um, that was like 10.30, so I just stopped at that point. Um, but if you notice, there wasn't a whole lot of positive reinforcement of myself in that. Uh, I, I, I went after myself pretty hard. It was pretty negative and awful. Um, and I think that we would probably find that if all of us assessed our thoughts like that, 
they're probably pretty negative. We talk to ourselves pretty poorly. We get into our own heads. We allow the things that are going on around us dictate how we talk to ourselves. And so today, that's what I want to talk to you about. We're going to have a story from the Bible where a guy gets in his own head a little bit. Um, So we will be in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 28. This is a story that I am sure most of you have probably heard before. And and, And I think... There isn't a better day to talk about walking on water than today. Um, Matthew 14, 28 says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. And I guess my first question would be, how many of us are even willing to ask God for something like that? Like, how many of us are willing to ask for something so crazy as walking on water? Because I remind you, there were at least 11 other people in the boat that did not ask for that same thing, right? How many of us are willing to ask for the opportunity in our lives to walk on water? Because if we're not willing to ask... Are we even going to receive that? It says in Matthew 7, 8, for everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So first, I just want to challenge you. Are are you praying to walk on water? Or are you just watching somebody else do it? As we continue, we get Jesus' answer. He says, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. How many of us know you can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat? So, even if we're asking God for these amazing things, are we willing to do what it takes to make it happen? Because, look, I promise you, my daughter, whom I love, has prayed to God to pass a test. But... If she doesn't study for said tests, she will not pass said tests, right? Um, And that's any of us. God, do something amazing in my life. Nothing, right? If you're asking God for what seems like the impossible, but you aren't willing to take the first step or the next step or a step, right? And we have people today taking an amazing step in baptism, right? Not something that is required to be saved, but something that shows the world it is an outward expression of an inward change. It shows that I have encountered Jesus and I want to show the world that. You know, we say all the time, and if you don't know this, you don't have to clean yourself up before you come to church or to Jesus. Proof, we will give you a bath. (laughs) Right? Right? So, you can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. So are you asking God for something amazing in your life but not willing to take whatever that next step is? Or asking him what that next step is? Or just taking a step at all. So then we continue on in Matthew, we're at verse 30, and it says, But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, 
he was terrified and began to sink. Sink, sink, sink. Mm. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And so I want to hang out in this verse for just a second. Uh, What exactly happened here? You know, many would say, oh, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And I think that's true. But I think as as a person who actually walks through this life, and, and that's what we have to understand when we're reading in the Bible, these are not storybook characters. These are people that thought just like we did, that functioned just like we did, and that worked just like we do. And so what happens here is I believe old Peter starts to get in, into this thing. He starts to get in his own head a little bit, right? And he's looking around, and he's, and he's seeing the waves, and he's feeling the wind, and he's starting to talk to himself. What am I doing out here? I can't do this. Where's the boat? Is everybody else looking at me? Can Jesus really do this to me or for me? Jesus can do this. He's Jesus. I'm just Peter. And he starts to get in his own head. And the things that we say to ourselves shape our lives and shape the things that we can do for God. And when we get in our own head and we start to talk to ourselves and we start to doubt ourselves, we're never going to be able to accomplish the, thing that God, the things that God has for us. So, so when he gets in his head here, what happens? It says, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves. Don't let your surroundings cause doubt in yourself. Don't let what's going on around you cause you to start doubting you and who you are and who made you and what you are meant to be. And when I say don't let your surroundings cause doubt in yourself, for the record, I also mean the surroundings you have on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on whatever it might be. Don't fall into that trap of letting the things around you start to doubt who you are, and who made you. Secondly, it says he was terrified. Don't let your thoughts or fears cause doubting in yourself. And let me say, it's okay to be scared. It is okay to have fear. It is not okay to let that fear overpower your mind and control you. You know, fear although necessary, can sometimes be almost debilitating. It can take over our life, right? And and just to be clear, when I say fear is a good thing, like fear in a a bear is necessary, okay? Uh, Fear of what God has called us to do and be is not. He's going to be there. If it was my wife, I fear of crickets is necessary. Um, I don't know. I've watched her pick a snake up. Like, crawled on her shoulder, and she's like, look at this guy. And then I've heard a scream from downstairs, because there is a cricket on the ground. Like, get this thing. It's the only animal she'll let me kill. Um, So, fear. We have to understand that we can't let that change who we are inside. There is a great theologian out there that said, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads... <laughs> what? what? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate 
leads to suffering. That was Pastor Yoda. No? Okay. <laughs> fear. We let fear drive our emotions and drive the things we say to ourselves. And living in fear eventually leads to suffering. Whether it's because you're not doing the things God has called you to do or you're just not happy in the things you are doing because we let fear take over our lives. It then says he began to sink. And let me say in a story about walking on water, beginning to sink is, a, is failure. It's not good. That's a bad thing, right? And so often we let failure cause doubt in ourselves. Failure is one of the most important things you will ever go through in your life. Failure makes you better. It shouldn't make you doubt. I'm going to say, I'm going to ask something very controversial here. All right? If it's game seven of the NBA playoffs, clock's ticking down, you're down by two, who's taking the shot? Okay, well, the answer is Michael Jordan, so I appreciate that. Um, um, I, I have a quote from Michael Jordan. It says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, and most of those are with the Wizards. 26 times, <laughs> 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And so this morning, I'm going to say something I'm probably not supposed to say up here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Give yourself permission to suck, because it's going to happen, and it is liberating, right? My daughter came up to me this morning and said, hey, are you nervous? I was like, eh, a little bit, but... I've kind of given myself permission to, like I say, suck. She said, that's in your message. I was like, yes, it is. Um, so failure. I, we run and hide from failure like it's something bad. And can I tell you that at this juncture of my life, anything I'm not currently still doing, I therefore failed at. So we've all failed at a lot. It is how we grow. It is how we learn. It is how we get better. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about boxing the other day, and they were talking about Canelo Alvarez, which now I know I'm way, like, nobody has any idea what I'm talking about here. Um, you do? Great. Um, he's pretty much the best pound-for-pound boxer right now that's boxing. Um, little tiny guy, and there's all kinds of videos out there of him not even throwing punches, just bobbing and weaving and watching just punch, miss, 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 glance, off, miss, the whole thing. But if you watched him two or three years ago, he did not do that. He got his butt whooped a couple times. And every time he did, he went back, he watched it, and said, that cannot happen again. And he learned from it. And then he got his butt whooped another way. And he learned from it. Failure is where you will learn so much about yourself, not where you should doubt yourself. And then he says... Save me, Lord, he shouted. And so the last one from this verse is, when you start to doubt, shout it out. 
Our words have power. They matter. The things we say matter, right? So many of us can feel the difference between that head down quiet prayer that's not really saying anything, but you're all saying it up here, and that I'm at the end of my rope, there's nobody around, I'm going to scream a bit and maybe cry and shout, and there's music in the background, and I'm really going to pray out loud with your words. Your words matter. And saying these things out loud when you doubt yourself is important. Proverbs 18.4 says that a person's words can be life-giving water. And yes, in that verse, it is talking about to other people, but our words can give life to ourselves as well. And you have to shout your way out of doubt when you have no other option. When, when you're letting your surroundings get to you, when you're, when you're letting your thoughts and fears get to you, when you feel like a failure, reach out to the one who created you, the one who made you in his image, and ask him to remove that from you. Ask him what he's doing in that situation. Ask him what he wants from you in that situation or what you can learn. So then we go on. Matthew 14, 31 says, Jesus immediately, everybody say immediately. immediately. That was not as good as I thought my first time. Everybody say, everybody say immediately. immediately. That's better. Uh, reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? How many of us know that when things are tough and we start to doubt ourselves, that Jesus has been right there the entire time in the middle of it, just waiting for you to say, save me, Lord. Just waiting. It doesn't say Jesus walked over there to Peter and just got him before his... No, no, it's immediately he was there ready and waiting for us to just shout out and reach out to him. So, Matthew... 14. No. Oh, I missed it. Look at there. Psalm 94, 19 says, when doubts fill my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And so if you notice in 1431, it says that Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Because when we doubt ourselves, we doubt Jesus. We doubt that he has and can do with us, in us, and through us what he means for us to be doing. We are called to be salt and light to this world. We are called to tell the world about Jesus and to show the world they are loved and highly valued. And if we receive no other mission than that, we have purpose and should never doubt our importance in this world. So he goes on and they climb back into the boat and the wind stops. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. So two things we can learn at the end of this. One, have a safe place to go during doubt. Whether that's a physical place or a mental place or whatever it might be, have a place that you can go whenever you are doubting yourself. That might even be a person that you can go to that's going to speak encouragement to you. You've got to have a place to go because the second he gets back in that boat, the wind stops, the doubt stops. He feels you know, wood underneath him and solid sides next to him. He is encouraged and feels better about the situation immediately. And then secondly, when I say that's possibly a person, I, I want you to know something in this world because I think 
we've gotten away from this a little bit. Um, people want you to win, right? Like none of you heard I was preaching today and thought, oh, I hope he does awful. Oh, man, I hope he bombs this and we have it recorded and live on Facebook and it's going to be fabulous, right? Nobody said that. People want you to win. In whatever you are doing, people want you to do the best that you can in that. And when he gets back to the boat, none of the guys in the boat were like, ha, 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 Peter, you say, ha, loser. Right? Nobody said any of that, right? Peter's doubt in Jesus' hand actually showed all of these people in the boat who he was. And so I would love to stand here and say, stop doubting yourself, okay? Message over. But we all know that's not realistic. So what I will say is even in the doubt, get out of the boat. When everything around you says you shouldn't be able to do this, take a step. When your own thoughts tell you that you aren't good enough, you can do this. When you say to yourself, I'm just AJ, shout to the Lord for help and know that that's all he's waiting for and that your doubt placed in Jesus' hands shows others who he really is. So go out, pray the crazy prayers, get out of the boat and walk on water because you're good enough, you're smart enough and doggone it, Jesus loves you.